Doug Bowser. Burn it. Sleep, Luigi. This is all a dream. There's no Princess Peach. Okay. So, hello everyone. This is Xavier Evans. This is Brandon. This is Charles. And this is Nathaniel Reedhead. Wait, didn't we have a way that we introduce guests? Yeah, Xavier yes. introduced oh, yeah, the guests. I would guest. give them the cue. You know, it's oh, cool. I didn't. You didn't it's tell cool. me this. Yeah, but. Nathaniel uh, is joining us today on the podcast uh, to talk about his experience in the boot camp to be in the Navy, which is actually pretty new for this podcast. I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, me too. So uh, let's just talk about how we're feeling today. So there's a windstorm outside right now. Am I correct? Yeah. Oh, my God. You caught, I caught a breeze. Isn't it like 45 miles an hour, like up to like 45? Yeah. If man. the power goes out mid recording, I'm gonna just throw a chair. I'm gonna be that man. Don't throw the chair. I mean, you can ask Charles. Coming out of my door, my door blew open. You know what? No, no, no. My hair is over the place. The, the words Charles and coming out, it's like all you need. Oh. And then probably closet. But... <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, my hair is over yeah. the place. The one was bad enough for threw my hair over the place. Imagine Charles is super long. So Charles is like super long hair, if you don't remember. Maybe you've seen the banner for the podcast, but like, yeah, Charles has very long hair. Hair lots. Just, just, just imagine all that blowing in the wind. It's hell, trust me. I walk a shirtless time. Charles, just like holding Stop. up a flag. No, I've already imagined Surfer Charles, and that is a horrible image. Okay, amazing. Freaking Australian Charles. <laughs> oh my god. That is the end of worlds right there. Hey, ultimate. Wait, no, that, that you was horrible. You don't deserve Brandon, to talk right Brandon, so, when we throw in the bus. Brandon here, he got a shave uh, recently, and his he has a baby face and a nice little haircut, but I'm going to be honest, he looks like James Gatsby and Drac- Western Dracula fused together. If, if, I don't want the, your blood, old sport. <laughs> I don't want your blood, old sport. He looks like a baby. I can see Brandon driving. Put that down, Brandon. Brandon, what are you doing? <laughs> Brandy, it's not worth it. <laughs> not like this. Okay, so, uh, Nathaniel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, oh, myself? Yeah. So, uh, I know you play video games. Let's... I'm just a small town girl. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so. I uh, was originally born in Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. I... Oregon. Is there, a, is there a difference in, like... I honestly don't know, to be honest. I, I, I didn't grow up in Oregon. I was born there. Uh, at about the age of, I want to say, two. Hard to remember that. My mother took my little brother and I to Michigan. Been here ever since. I love video games. I will debate you on any video game. Give me a reason. Just play Debate? Debate. Hi. Oh, boy. No, we don't need any more of those. We have Charles for that. All right, anyway. Uh, okay, so thank you for that, Nathaniel. I um, also... Uh, oh, more? Yeah, I did have more. Oh, you did? You did? Brain fart. Anyway, continue. Oh, that, that's okay. It, that happens to us on the podcast all the time. It happens to me a lot. It's that. most often. No, why don't you go take a break, Brandon, and we will never call you back over here. So, <laughs> I don't want to replace Brandon, fun, okay? Uh, little fun fact. I used to call Oregon Oregon. <laughs> Get out. All right, you know. 
or you know, <laughs> oh, wow, Brady, I think you will be hung if you say that. Uh, I may not hung. remember, it, but I was still if, born there. If Don't you are from him. Oregon and uh, Oregon offends you, please let me know. I, I just need to know for future reference. I'm almost positive everyone from Oregon is offended by oregano. Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is that the... Oh, wow. I was about to say, is that the country of origin? <laughs> country of origin. No. No, is that is that the state of origin that uh, oregano was made? I personally like to put oregano on top of, like, sandwiches and stuff. Some sweet and stuff. thrown under a bus. Oh, God. Now, okay. Let's let's leave this before let's, we get where we're getting. <laughs> so, let's leave before we get, like, sidetracked, so... Uh, I, I think that was a perfect um, segue into our... Um, okay, so Brandon, you want to talk about more games, surprisingly enough. Persona 5 Dreams for PS4, which is a Dreams for PS4 is a game that we'll be providing a little bit of insight on because it is a game that is in development in a way, sort of. But there's a beta out right now. The second beta, I believe. Yeah, and um, it's a pretty cool game that pretty much at its core is creativity to the power of the player. We'll get into that later, though. Um, possibly Persona 5. Reggie Filzame retired Fizeme. from Fizeme, respi- retired from Nintendo. And a Bowser. This is big news. This is very big news. Um, he is being replaced by another person, um, Charles. Bowser. Yes. I was going to. I, I was going to not say it so that would entice people to keep listening. Cut it! Cut it in. Or just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a train wreck already. I love it. My goodness, okay, so, Charles. And nostalgic games from our past or Brandon's past. So, Brandon's past. Charles, your guys' past as well. I'll talk about I'll particular t- things you'll be covering, right? Uh, I'll say I'll def- I definitely want to cover the. I definitely want to get my opinion because even though it's only a thirty-second trailer. I do want to talk about the new Darkest Dungeon that got, just got announced a couple of days ago. I'm okay. a big fan of the first game. Okay. And I might talk about a little bit about the about Cross Tag since I was going to talk about like a couple of, a week. What, what's the name of it? Um, Boys Blue Cross Tag. I was going to talk about it last week because I I do have fun playing the game. I'm not a big serious player, but I do have fun playing it still. Yeah, and um, if if time allows, we can talk about uh Shield Hero. Yeah, I, I may or we do like a, yeah. Because I know you've been wanting to like at least at least say like what you think of the ending. I, I really want to get my opinion on it. It's... Yeah. Okay. So, got time for all that, but we're gonna go we're gonna go through this simple and clean, super fast. And I can't really say simple and clean anymore because of the Kingdom Hearts memes. Oh God. Yeah. There's a meme out there with uh, Donald. Uh, he he's singing simple and clean in his voice. I think I sent it to you. Too. That scares me. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful. Disturbing. <laughs> it's not disturbing. You gotta listen yeah, to it at max. Disturbs. So, like, hey. imagine duck ASMR. <laughs> Stop, please. Just, just, um, just quack. Those quacks in your ear. Like, quack. Soft quacks oh, that, like, God. stimulate your eardrums. Stop. Don't even say stimulate. Charles. Stop. You know how <laughs> some people can't handle the word moist? Moist. I can't handle the word um, moist. stimulate. 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 Just stimulate. Stop. <laughs> I can't even be honest with Stimulate. That. Okay, we're done. I, you guys are making this harder to okay, edit. Let, let's go move. This let's, is going to be hard to edit. Let's move on. So, let's talk about Nathaniel. All right. So, how was the, how was this boot camp for the Navy? Overall, life changing. No way. It changes you. 
Inside and out. Um, oh, God. Right. Um, PTSD. I, I, I think the purpose of these boot camps is to break you down and essentially build you back up. Some do it harder than others. Definitely the Marines do it harder than most others. But uh, people who think the Navy is easy, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> You'd have the wrong mentality there. Oh, my goodness. So uh, what was day one like for you? Okay. So... Or at least, how many days did you spend? In the actual Navy, I spent about two weeks there. Okay. Two whole weeks there. After that, mm-hmm. I was put into separations. Oh, wait. No, I was put in what's called a run program, which I'll explain. Okay. And then I was put into their separations for about three weeks after that. Okay. Overall, I was in there for a month and a half. Month and a half? All right, so um, how was day one or week one, however you want to go about it? Well, I guess I'll explain when I got there. So what ends up happening is like the process to joining the military. It's not hard per se, but if you have like certain things wrong about you, like if you're, you have any form of mental deficiencies, don't even try going to the Navy or military in general. They're, they're not going to like that. Um, it, bad eyesight. So, uh, what do you? Uh, oh, so like um, mental disorders, um, autism, disability. Are you on like a medication? So they, they don't. Yeah. Well, medication is okay. It depends on the medication and what it's for. I'm an insomnia. I would. Have, I, I would imagine they they wouldn't um be able to make like sort of like cater to that like. No, everyone, they can cater. Everyone here is being treated as like a. But the problem is the next person. But the problem is then you'll have to take time and actually you have to have medication on you, which then would become a serious issue if in the field you so, lost it or something. And no, then... I, I can explain how it works in boot camp at least. Okay. But uh, for day one, what happens is um you go to this place, all right, called MEPS for the most part. After talking to your recruiter and working with your recruiter for so long, your recruiter just makes sure you're prepared to do MEPS, which is your intro to it. They do a physical on you. A full physical. I mean, all the way through. They make sure you're practically perfect in health. Wow. They find one thing wrong, they'll send you back out. If you're wearing a thong when they do the physical, you're gone. Really? You think I'm lying. Really? Wait, so you wear a thong? If they find you're wearing a thong or no underwear at all, you're out of the military. Why? They don't They don't want that in their physical. You better have boxes or briefs on. <laughs> or be crucified. Okay. Oh, cool. Can you be crucified? So anyway, I, I you have to take your oath twice. Um, I forget the actual. It's oath of something. I can't think of it. I I feel bad for not thinking of it. But uh, for the most part, you, you'll stand at attention, which uh, you know what standing at attention is, right? Standing at attention. Uh, yeah, it's, it's standing like when, straight it's like up. When the drill sergeant comes by and does the line checkup, and everyone has to well, stand up. Yeah, it's like you stand straight up. Your your thumbs have got to be like along that, like that exactly like that. And they're oh, wow. straight at your sides along the seam of your pants. And your feet have to be at a 45-degree angle. You're standing straight up, chin and chest up. Wow. So, you, like, it, it makes you feel <clears throat> tall, to be honest. Like, I don't normally stand like that, obviously. Yeah, because yeah, it's, like, uh, a call to attention, like, of course, like... So, <clears throat> anyone who joins the military goes through this MEPS program. Okay. So, like, any part of the military, even Coast Guard, which, during my time, there were a lot of people joining the Coast Guard. Hmm. Yeah, like, uh, there was a lot of people going towards <laughs> Coast Guard. Anyway, after I took my oath twice, because they make you do it once, and then that means you're officially enlisted into the Navy, and then they make you do it about a month from then, and then after that oath, uh, when they take you by plane to the Navy training base, which is in Chicago. And so it's not far. It's the only one in America, I believe, so, at the time. Uh, did you do a lot of traveling while you were doing these drills? 
No, I did not, to be honest. But I did find something interesting. The Navy treats all its buildings like ships. All Any, its buildings like ships? Yeah, they name all their buildings like ships. Hmm. It says all have few names. Like the intro building at their camp is known as the USS Pearl Harbor. Oh, so they name it after ships. Okay. Yeah. They name all their buildings after ships. It's pretty interesting. Oh, that's like, like, I, it, that I cool, cool fact of the day for anyone listening. So I was, uh, after I got off the plane and we were landing in Chicago, it, after a little bit, we managed to, like my little group of people we were with, we were with uh, a few other people. They were being different things. One of them was being like a musician of sorts in the Navy, which they have a whole separate division for, which is pretty interesting. And uh, there was this really tall guy who's essentially our group leader. He was going to be a Navy SEALs. He was? Yeah, he was going to the SEALs, straight up. Mm. That was pretty interesting. So, after we landed in Chicago, we had our little group of people. And um, we elected this tall guy as a group, because he was big, he was going to Navy SEALs. So we were like, okay, he, he should be our leader. So after he escorted us all the way to um, where he was supposed to be, we see a lot of other people there. A lot of other most of them were practically kids, practically out of high school, like fresh out of high school. I was too. Wait, fresh out of high school kids? Like seniors, just graduated. Oh boy, and they and they were about to go through this with you. Yes and no. Oh okay. Most it was. I'll explain a little bit later, but the face. I've never saw anyone in my group again after that. I respect them very much, even right. after going through boot camp. I respect them highly. Right. It takes a lot out of a person to go through boot camp. It takes a lot of courage to even go into that. It's yeah. <laughs> and any of that's, that's another reason I, I sort of wanted to have this sort of like background, like what goes on. Okay, so yeah. Um. So um, after we got to the meeting point where all the recruits go for the Navy in the airport, um, we were all put into attention, like all of us there. There was, from my count, at least, I want to say 75 to 100 of us in that airport at the time and this uh japanese guy comes out an older japanese gentleman he was i want to say a chief of some sort in the navy and i feel bad for saying that because i don't remember his actual rank i want to say a master chief hmm. and uh he was bald dude and he uh, we were he assigned we were assigned these books about like a couple weeks prior from our recruiter and he told us to pull those out and start studying because we had to learn what's called the 11 general orders of a century Wow. Which, even now, I, we used to say it every night, and I can somewhat remember the words to this day, and it's been months. Like, the last, like, the period I was in boot camp was between August and, actually, I want to say end of June and start of September. That was about the period, I believe. Okay. So, um, when you actually got to the camp, like, what are some particular drills that they um, had you do? Or at least like when you were when you were starting the camp, like actually in the camp, the physical part of the training, what was a typical day? A typical day. So you'll wake up like depending on what your COs. I want to say you always get three COs. What's right? a CO? Commanding officer. Oh, okay. Okay. For me, it was two petty officers and a chief. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, the way you can tell petty officers from chief, there's a really easy way to do it, but they hate it when you do it, is their pants. Petty officers always have black pants, no matter what, usually. Hmm. 
while chiefs always wear khaki pants. Oh, okay. The problem is distinguishing different types of chiefs. See, with petty officers, you don't really have to distinguish different types of petty officers because there's different petty officers, like petty officer first class, second class, third class. Is it? But you always call them petty officer. Petty? Yeah, petty. P-E-T-T-Y. That's a a strange way to, like, identify them, but I I suppose so. That's their rank. Yeah. That's their actual rank. Okay. And so uh, petty officers will always be wearing these black pants, but the chief, now you have to identify them by their actual rank because different chiefs. There's chiefs, master chiefs. Oh, forgetting one. I want to say Grandmaster, but... No, it's not Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to know where Joe is. They don't sit there waiting for you to come in next to you. Know, you don't have to swim for, like, miles on end. Oh, boy. Uh, so... You'll, they'll wake you up, but, like, the, okay, depending so, on when they want to. So these officers, they come, or... or they're, they're pretty much the officers you're going to know the entire time during your training. It's their job for them to train you. Okay, so they're a part of your, your typical day. Okay. They, so they, they, they're a critical part of the day. It's their job to teach you everything you need okay. to know. So after you wake up, what will come next? Well, you get 30 minutes to 45 minutes for the whole compartment. And a compartment is uh, 50 to 80 kids. I say kids, but yeah, that's practically what we are. They're only 18-year-olds. Um, yeah, so it's about 50 to 80 people. And uh, you get 45 minutes for everyone to shave and brush their teeth. Shave and brush your teeth? 45 minutes for everyone. You, 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 oh, you, and I assume you'd have to wait in line. Somewhat, yeah. You, 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 you were brushing your teeth for like two minutes tops. You were shaving for quick as heck. Man. Like one guy, he had a he, he, big bearded dude. Big bearded dude. Came in. His face was bloody as hell because he had never shaved before. Oh, God. It was horrible. Oh, God. Anyway, so after shaving, um, it's usually planned out. A lot of what I went through for the first couple weeks is uh, they double-check you. Like, they double-check. Like, after the physicals, they do more physicals, if that makes sense. Like, they give you... You go through this thing called the shot gauntlet, right? Where you're walking down a hallway full of uh, what's called corpsmen, which are kind of like the medical professionals of the Navy. They, and they sit there, and they... Um, as you're walking down this hallway, they just stick you full of needles. It's called the shot gauntlet. By the end of it, you get what's known as the peanut butter shot. What's the peanut butter shot? Okay. And not a bad way. They bend you over a table. Oh, no. So they line at least 10 people up across the table. Kind of like this, right? Except the table would be longer. Hello, doggo. Sorry, that was my dog. Okay. All right. So they line you up, like, across the table, like five people on each side, right? And they bend you over. So you're looking... Dead into the no, you're looking dead into this guy's eyes. Like you're sitting like this on a table, looking into the eyes of the guy across from you. You're about to become best friends for life with the guy across from you. Cause they tell you to pull down your your pants down to your left butt cheek to expose it. Then they stick the penicillin into your butt. So what is what is this injection for, if you know? Uh it is it's pretty much all immunizations, things like that. Oh immunizations? Yeah, your shots to make sure. Wow. More or less, yeah. Oh, I guess. Okay. I, I mean, it, more I, at the cost of your I mentality just, in that one. I just see all these things like um. Sometimes I wonder like um what the budget of our military is used for and like these vaccines. I can see that being a big part too. No, I can see it being a big part. And mm-hmm. like I respect all the corpsmen in there. Okay, they have to deal with a lot of whining. Yeah, no, I, I'd imagine it's a daily for them. But anyway, they stuck it in me, and uh, I didn't feel it till about a minute later. Ooh, it was it like a sore pain. It's called peanut butter shot for a reason. You sit on it, it feels like someone has jammed <laughs> peanut butter in your ass. 
<laughs> wow. It feels weird as hell when you touch it. And, like, they tell you to rub it, but that just makes it worse. Uh, <laughs> they wow. purposely tell you to rub I would, it. Just I, would, I would take um, something to, like, numb me out completely. But to be honest, um, most of the people about it, I felt, were a little overdramatic. It hurt, sure, but it wasn't so much that you had to cry out. You could take the pain. It wasn't right. that bad. It, I, it doesn't sound too bad from what you're talking But everyone about. kept whining and moving around. The, the officers yelling to stop moving around. It's not that bad. <laughs> Do you, have you ever had issues with shots before? Not really. I mean, I'm, I'll am i be honest. I'm naturally hesitant of needles. I'm not afraid of needles, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much, but I'm naturally hesitant of needles. So when you stick a needle in me, I'm going to be a little hesitant, but eventually, no, I'll be fine with it. Okay, so this peanut butter shot you you handled it seems like you handled it pretty well, but it was definitely a strange experience. It was definitely strange, but uh, yeah, it how separated did, the men from the boys. That's for sure. How long did that last? Uh, those effects. The shot, the, the even the pain, it just lasted not even half a day. Okay, well, that's not too bad. I could imagine having your days planned out by the way in the navy. You they know already what you're doing. The, oh. the free time does not exist. Oh boy. God, sounds like college, but worse. So, um, after these immunizations, um, next comes. Let's see. Uh, we did a lot of studying of like a uh, chain of command. And, oh, okay. So there's book work too. Oh, there's tons of book work. Yeah, you need, you need to know your chain of command. Oh. Can any of you tell me who's the highest in the chain of command? Absolutely not. I don't know. The president of the United States. God damn it! He holds the highest rank over all militaries. And out of all, my, our, our military. Out of my sharingness, I would have been thinking Congress, perhaps. But no, uh, I believe those are the uh, ones who can... They declare war, correct? I want to say yes. yes I don't are. know much the about politics the, like that. The president can deploy armies, but he, yeah, he, he cannot declare war. war. Yeah, I learned about that in government class, yeah. high school. He can't. Only Congress can do that. But anyways, you have but no... From the, like, at the top of every list in the military will be the president. He holds the highest rank. So like for Marines, Air Force, he's the top. Top dog. So that, that, sh- that that is your boss. That is your that is your god. Commander in chief for a reason. Cool. He I bet he but the joke is he probably won't be there. Now the tricky part is trying to guess who the other higher ranks are. Um one of the highest ranks I can remember for uh the Navy is the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy, which I assume is like the highest master chief you can ever get ever. It's a like one position. What's that position? Well, that, that's the, the oh, master. That's, that's the title itself. It's one only one guy can hold that, from what I understand. Oh, huh. like the master chief petty officer of the navy. So, is there like hundreds of ranks or thousands? Like, what do you think? Hundreds and thousands. Okay, nothing I mean, so extravagant. No. It, um, you think it, so off the top of my head, I want to say thirty rank stops. Oh, I don't oh, exactly pretty, remember. So if I had tiny. my book in front of me, I'd be able to give you exact number. But I wonder, I wonder if you can order these books just for like public knowledge. I mean, I can. Like, let you see it later. Oh, you or still have the material. Oh, I still have it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still look. At, I still look at it every now and then to remember boot camp. But something you want to remember. It's oh, do you uh, do you plan on going back? I've been asked that a lot, not only by the people at boot camp, but uh, when I got home by my uncle, by tons of friends. I honestly, as much as I respect the military, I don't think I can go back. I'm not fit for the military. I. I I mean that, that's understandable, but um, it is definitely respected that you gave it a try and that you wanted to test your. And metal I like. Against, I like, think of the military in a whole new light because of it. I respect them a hell of a lot more than I did going in. And, and I, I believe it. Um, 
a lot of us take for granted what 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 is required, what disciplines go into being in the military. It, it takes a lot of, out of you mentally. Like there, there were at least two or three people crying on in entry. So I'm going to tell you what my entry into it was like. So after the airport, we got into a bus, right? They tell us not to talk. You say one word, gone. Really? More or less. Could you even... I'll explain what gone yeah, let, means. Let's, let's, say, let's say someone sneezed. Could you at least say bless you? No, you, you just sneezed. Oh, okay. Well, okay, rip. I mean, it was, I'm, so we had folders of our entire profile, you could say. Like our medical records, things like that. And so when we pull into the camp, and to be honest, I was in awe. You see like these divisions of people marching through the camp. Um, you, see, you hear them shouting cadence, if you know what it is. That's like one, two, three, four. Like when they say that while marching, oh, that's what cadence is. You hear them shouting that, and I, I was amazed. I was like, my eyes were wide. I felt pride. And then that pride was immediately beaten out of me. <laughs> so oh, the, the bus stops in front of the USS Pearl Harbor, the intro building, right? We're immediately getting yelled at to get off, like yelled at, like yelled at. I've been yelled at before in my life, right? But this was a whole new level. I don't care how much you've been yelled at in your life. No one's usually prepared for military when it comes to getting yelled at. No one is. I, I don't care. I, I can't you could have been abused your entire at. life. You are not prepared for being yelled at in the Navy. These people, it's their job to yell at you. Like It's their actual job to yell at you. Like, what is the feeling you get when you're yelled at? It shook describe? my entire body to the core. Like, did, did you genuinely feel like something was wrong when they yelled at you? Like, Yes, I did. Like, you think you messed up the minute they start yelling at you. And you instantly want to correct it. I guess that's... I Yeah, I can see that being the mantra behind it. Or also, like, um, like it makes you more sensitive to, like, people's ranks above you talking to you. Definitely. I, I could definitely see that effect. So they yell at us to go in there. And something I heard when going into this building is, do not step on the flags. This confused me. My recruiter told me this. Most of the fellow officers and sailors I met before going into boot camp told me this. They're like, do not step on the flags, whatever you do. So I thought, hey, they're going to have some like American flags laid out on the ground. It's easy not to step on that. No, they're in the tile of the floor. That's they what are I was signal thinking. flags. That's what I was thinking. They're not even American flags, they're signal flags. You won't even realize you're stepping on them because they look so much like in the tile. And so I, I was glad I didn't step on it. I noticed that I stepped on like the corner of one. But I don't think they know it's because they're too busy yelling at everyone else. So thank God for that. Anyway, they told us to, like after a dump, like we had to run inside the building and immediately to our left was this bin. We had to throw our folders in there and immediately run down the hallway. Run, and I mean run. They wanted us to run. Yeah. And they made us line up across from each other in attention. And immediately, this intimidating dude comes out. He's a chief from what it looked like. He had a lizard tattoo on him. And that we had a nickname for him from then on. But um, he was yelling at us. He was like, that is the last time you will ever move that slow again. A lot of people were moving fast. That's what terrified me. Oh, that, that is that, that injection of fear. That 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 planting that seed, that, that is awful. Well, not, not awful, but... So we're standing across from each other, and he's drilling us. He's like, your recruiter cannot save you anymore. They say that a lot when you get in there. Your recruiter cannot save you. I, I guess some people think the recruiter can come get them or something. I don't know. That is scary. So I guess the guy, like, the one thing they also teach you when standing in attention, even your recruiter teaches you this, don't lock your knees. 
if you you can stand straight up, but always slightly bend your knees. You lock your knees, you're gonna pass out. The guy next to me fell to the floor, hit his chin on the deck. They called it. You couldn't call it the floor anymore. You had to call it the deck, as in on a boat. He passed out. Yeah, he passed out. He fell next to me. It freaked me out. What, what what's the cause of this? He locked his knees when standing up. The cut off his blood circulation. Wow. He busted his chin. Had to get stitches. I keep bumping the mic. That's, oh, that's Whoops. Funny. But, um, wow. That, that is... There's all these small things. Like, wow. Like, it's not something you normally think about. But you're not, you're not in those environments. So, this dude busts his chin. And we all had to look <laughs> straight anyway. Like, it didn't happen. All of us had to look straight like it did not exist. That doesn't mean they didn't do anything. Of course, like, they told us to spread out. Several corpsmen, as well as the chief, ran over to him. Um, they asked him, do you know where you are? And he said he was in the Navy training base in Chicago. And so they're like, all right, he's fine. So the corpsman took him away to get stitched up. Guy was a trooper, though, because later on that night... Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. We couldn't sleep for 40 hours. Oh, it sounds easy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, for you, maybe. <laughs> how, was, how was the guy who got stitched up? But it, it, he was a trooper. Okay, I'll give you that. Because uh, several hours later, we're turning in our your analysis tests, you know, peeing to a cup. <clears throat> and he comes in, turning in his urinalysis test. He has stitches on his chin. He walked that off. I don't know who his name was, but he was a trooper. And I don't doubt that he actually made it into the Navy in past boot camp. Man. So, um, in boot camp, are you able to leave at any time? Leave? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. You don't. No, you're not. Okay. It's Imagine like a closed college campus. You're wow. stuck in these compartments, they call it. <clears throat> and they're called ships. Okay? Like the entire building called ship, but there's different compartments within these ships. I was on ship 14. Turns out that was the worst ship, as it was called. Or I don't want to say worst. I don't want to say worst at all. I want to say hardest. It was the most toughened, disciplined one in the entire... You, you think, like, it's the actual toughest one, too. Like, my luck, I ended up on the toughest ship. <laughs> so was there a reason it was, like, so tough? Um, From what I understand, apparently, the petty officers and chiefs were harder there than any other ship. Hmm. Now, was this out of random selection? or I believe... You, I want to say so... So another thing, you're supposed to exercise teamwork the entire time. You're not an individual anymore. You're working with the people. Okay, you work with everybody. You help people. That's what you do. Don't touch anybody. No, no recruit to recruit contact. That's the thing they try to instill into your mind. You cannot touch people, but you can still work with people. Help them out. They they really want you to work with people. They, what they don't want you doing is sitting off in the corner talking to people like they're your friends. You're not there to make friends. You're there to learn about the navy. I, I can't imagine if someone just slowly for like just for a, for a brief second forgot where they were at and just tried to engage like a normal person. Well, we did that a lot like, at night. Well, we were yeah, able to do that at night. But like it, on on duty, like um doing the drills and stuff. Yeah, no, don't even try. I can't like, even imagine. They were okay. Another thing that's really annoying in boot camp. Even the petty officers annoyed this. Nobody ever listens because they're too busy doing something else. Nobody ever listens. Not one person in there listened. And I'm not saying, like, I'm the only one that listened. No, even I messed up from now on then. We were labeling our shoes, because we had to label everything with our initials, right? Yeah. So we are labeling our boots. 
And there's a specific way to label it. They want you to put it in the dead center of the tag, one inch from each side of the tag. So we did that. We had people putting miniature initials in the corners of the tag and stuff like that. Oh, no. I was amazed that these people didn't listen. Because that meant we were going to get what's called beatings. That's when they make you do exercise. That's not when you get beat. Don't. But they called it beating you. Oh, yeah. In a a sense, it's beating you down physically and mentally. So, like, they made you do what's called pushing the deck. Push-ups. That's pushing the deck. So, are are these, like, names, like, unique to the Navy No, they're not unique. They'll they'll still call them push-ups. I mean... Like, let's say, like, you're in Marines training. I wonder if they would say something like that, but... They wouldn't say pushing the deck. They'd probably say pushing the dirt, pushing the floor. Yeah. I can't, uh... That's probably a question for later, but I was wondering what what uh, what uh, it's like for Navy SEALs. But it's, so, it's a whole other thing. Everyone's split up in different divisions, they're called. My division was 365. Right. And there was this division. It's called the 800 divisions. Those were the Navy SEALs, the toughest of the tough. They were the badasses. Then there was, uh, I want to say, the 900 divisions. Those were music, musical stuff, instruments, anything like that. They immediately ask you, when you enter the camp, do any of you know how to play an instrument? If you do, they'll put you in there. And you get just as much training as the other guys, except when you're marching, you get to play instruments, essentially. But depending on what you play, okay? You can't just say, oh, I played the recorder once in middle school. <laughs> no. We don't care about that. No, if you like played trumpet in high school or something like that, then they'll they'll look at you. Okay. Uh, I mean, does it have to be like? Can it be? Does it have to be like a a brass instrument? No, you can play drums. Oh, percussion too. Percussion. How about piano? I believe so. I want to say yes, but I'm I never went into those, so I can't say for sure. Interesting. All right, uh, we're hitting our. Th- well, we're past our thirty minutes. Oh God, I've been talking for too long. Oh, oh no, right. it's cool. Uh, we we got we got some insights of this. Uh, we we got we got a taste of what it's like to be in the the navy, uh, let alone a piece of the military. And you're saying you're saying like that changed you, and I I can see why. Like these these experiences built off one another, or experiencing one of the people that you've been working with like fall on the floor, like you said. Like, I, just the, I, all these things that you take in, like it was. Yeah, it was definitely. It can change a man. It it it, it, it changes you it, it, for a, in a good way though too. I notice like I have anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Undiagnosed though, so yeah. I can't like. I don't know if it's how how bad it is. My anxiety went away halfway through boot camp or halfway through the training I was in at the moment. I can see that too because um. Uh, like, at first, my legs were shaking all the time. When I was in attention, and I noticed I was starting to slowly fade away. Probably because um you this is pro- you probably in a way like subconsciously you feel like this is the worst thing on earth that you can experience even though there is worse but you do you you you're probably convinced like this is pretty bad what else is there to be scared of yeah but yeah I, I can definitely see that and we, we we this is this is nothing like we're just getting a small insight from someone who's experienced the boot camp even if I'm I explained sure, all my experiences it's still nothing compared yeah, to the actual compared to men and women in the navy your face um coming up to attention or waking up at so-and-so in the morning and to do all these things. But yeah, thank you for that, Nathaniel. Um, we're happy to have that experience. We're going to go on break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about dreams and some other games that Brandon wants to cover. We're, but, uh, actually no, before that, we're going to cover Reggie fils retiring from Nintendo. We really do want to touch on that. 
And then hopefully we may get the Charles and talking about I, Shield, I, Shield I'll Heroes just, and some games. I'll probably just do, depending on our time, I, I can just shoot, I'll probably just do the shorter ones and three if we've got not enough time. I don't mind. I actually do want to talk about Darkest so, Dungeon. Uh, sure. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, about, that, we'll talk about Darkest Dungeon for Charles and potentially something else. So uh, when we get back, that's what we'll be doing. We're going on break right now. Hello, everyone. We are back. Hiya. Boy. What's up? <laughs> Thanks. That totally makes sense, Charles. Okay, so um, we're back. Uh, the previous section, that was that was an interesting trip, but now we're moving on to more gaming. So let's... Let's give our let's get a moment of silence for a very important COO or CEO. Uh, well, president. He's not America. dead, but he stepped down. We, we have Brandon. Uh, not Brandon. Uh, we have Nathaniel here saluting uh, a very great man in the gaming industry who's been through us from our childhoods. Yeah, he's been with us through our childhoods. He is the president of Nintendo. You know him as Nintendo America. You know him as Reggie Fizame. Of Nintendo of America. Moment of silence. So this man. Well, damn. <laughs> this man has. Um, he's 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 presented to us. Um, I I personally remember him uh, presenting uh, the Wii. Uh, others remember oh, the Nintendo DS, but he that. he was up there when uh, the Wii was first shown. I remember seeing the news, and there was like. Um, some Nintendo uh, executives, I think Miyamoto was one of them, and I Satoru Iwata, of course. Um, rest in peace. Re Reggie, um, he was up there too. And it, it was just like, wow, Like I don't know who these guys are, but this Wii thing is really cool. My six-year-old self was going nuts about it. But yeah, um, that's my oldest memory of Reggie. We know him today um, uh, as we've gotten more into the gaming community. We know him more as the Reginator. He's, or my body's Reggie. My body is Reggie. Ready, however you want to be with it. Uh, he, he's been in more recent Nintendo Directs. Many, many icon iconic uh, appearances. The fans can call him out in like all sort of memes. Like he's a he's a man who is um, engaged with the community time and time again. So that is why everyone is so familiar with this guy. There's so many memes. <laughs> And you mean we the, are we are very 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 sad yeah. to see that he is retiring from Nintendo of America. But that's that's not everything. He got promoted though. He is being replaced with a man who goes by the name of Bowser. Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser, to be exact. All those memes, but Bowser taking over Nintendo starts. I know, like um, on all the news outlets, it's like Bowser takes over Nintendo of America. Like I seen this uh one article where it's like, uh, there's this guy named Doug Bowser, and yes, he's a Pokemon. And going what? like he's a Pokemon, <laughs> and Wait, he what? has the last name of a Pokemon, and it's like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Oh, this is a dragon and fire type Pokemon. He's I, better okay, than... I thought it was bad enough that people were calling Sonic the Hedgehog a Pokemon. He's better than Charizard, man. Oh my God. If, the, if there is any Pokemon out there wearing shoes, I already have a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it even a fire dragon type? What the heck? Yeah, it's fire, therefore he's a dragon. No. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, no. Imagine, imagine... Charizard X is dragon fire. Is there... Wait, hold on. Can you guys... Can you Pokemon experts answer this? Is there a Pokemon out there that wears shoes? No. Okay. Uh... 
Uh, actually, probably. Um, hit hit that Chan. Wait, hit that Chan. No, hit, hit, no, hit, I know who you're trying to say. No, no, no. no. Oh, he's barefoot. I know to- Trog. Trog. It's early stage of these weird like, round feet. No, Trog, that does not count. It does not count. It has like Tyro. Tyro. Yeah, it's like these shoes. He's like he's wearing shoes. Hmm. Oh, remember the movie with Entei? Remember that person who turned into Entei? He's like a human that turned into a Pokemon. That was a freaky movie. Or the Pokemon turned into a human. Yeah, so that technically counts, right? Zoroark? No, no, that does not count. Okay, so there is no Pokemon with shoes, according to our knowledge. There, there might be. I don't know. There is. Uh, we'll pull off the Pokédex uh, later. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah, Brandon. But I think... um. I don't know if, like, I found the news first for you guys with, like, Reggie retiring. Oh, yeah, I didn't know about this till you texted us. But, I... like, I I was just, like, at work. I was at work, just, like, sitting in my car, getting, not really, like, getting ready to go inside. But I just went on Twitter. Or, no, I got a no- notification from Twitter going, a uh, special message from Reggie fils Going like, what is this? I'm going like, what? What is this? And then like, it turned from enjoyment to like, tears just coming down my fucking face. Did you actually cry? I cried a bit. Like a single tear comes down his cheek as he's reading it. You should have seen this guy when he texted us. I I, okay, I was mad at you when you texted me this after I figured out because you made it sound like Reggie passed away. Like I was like, I see on Reddit. I see all these memes. That's when I found out. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see the news feeds blowing up until after I saw this on Twitter. And then I saw it was like trending on Twitter and stuff. All the Twitter trending thingies. I guess I think it must have like just happened. Like when I seen it. Yeah. That 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 came out of nowhere. That was short notice. I just got off work and I was like tired and I was like on Reddit seeing all these Bowser memes. What's all these Bowser memes? Okay, so let's talk about Doug Bowser. Um, from what I hear, he has a good reputation. He's he's um, worked. He there's a there's a picture of him with CND. Um, when uh, he's giving out the first switch. He's um, yeah. He's definitely met with the fans before. Um, I can do some background knowledge on. He's worked for EA for eight years. He's worked for Nintendo for four years, and he's the behind the uh, marketing for the Switch. Oh, okay. So, so he has a lot he, of experience. He, he has a lot of high-profile experience, too. Okay. That, I mean... Remember, it's four years Nintendo. I'm trying to remember, it's four years Nintendo. I can... This is our second president change in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, first, it was from Iwata to... um. I, I like, full-on cried from that when, like, Iwata passed away. Oh. I, mean, I full-on cried. I just... That, I, that was like heartbreaking. When he died, I had to draw. I drew a picture of him and just honoring his death, honoring like. It's crazy a person can leave that much influence from something as like, like, hey. like not not to like demean games or anything, but like something as like, something as like I don't know, I don't I don't have a word for it, but something like games, like someone can leave that much impact. He he wasn't the president. He wasn't he wasn't a. He, he, he wasn't. Was he wasn't like a, a like a world saint or anything. He was just someone who liked to do something and share it with others. Yeah, he was also wasn't he? Yeah, main guy behind Pokemon. He, he created all these things we find enjoyment in today. Like, like when he died, I just I quieted and I drew a picture of him. And you could draw a lot of similarities with that in art too. Like Van Gogh was art, and he wanted to share his art with the world. And yeah, like today. And I get the same. I, I feel I get the same vibes from him. Uh, kind of like um. Like from other developers too, like people who poured like it, like uh, Iwata too, of course. But like, there's all there's developers all over the place who pour their hearts in these games. They well, may not have the same recognition. I but... I remember um, what was it like E three twenty seventeen, 
when uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle was announced. And like Miyamoto and then uh, Yves Golomont, the CEO of Ubisoft, went on stage and then uh, announced the game. And then like the main developer with the game, it, they just like panned the camera over to him and like he was just like full on crying because like the game that he worked on so hard was like announced to like this huge group of people at E3. And, like, I just find that, like, amazing to see. It's crazy. It, it, games mean a lot to people. They, they, they've they definitely changed over the last 20, 30 years. It shaped my childhood. They, they're, a part of, they're a part of many people now. It's just crazy, like... I don't know why I do it without video games, to be honest. It was, it was there when no one else was, so... Yeah, like, that's sort of thing. I, I, I remember, like... During my middle school days, I would always be on my 3DS. Like, it I was actually, always playing a video. And, and it's not just because, like, I wanted something mindless to do. Like, I found enjoyment in these stories. And I, I, I love the sort of sense of challenge. For me, Animal Crossing was a big one because, I, of course, I had you guys' friends to hang out with and stuff. But, like, there were days of, like, dark days. Like, I just wanted to, like, be by myself. And, like, those games, like, those small interactions, be computers or not, it was actually, like, fun. I felt like... So, someone who made this game put a lot of effort into it to make it feel as real as it did. As I, it did. And for me, that was Animal Crossing, of what's course. What's kind of funny is most of us actually met over because met and talked to each other because of video games. Yeah. But the main reason, even I think, actually, I think me and the got along with because of games. I think it might have been. Yeah, we, Pokemon it, it, video games did yeah. bring us together. Um, I brought about me and Dale. If it wasn't for that Dale, I probably would have met none of you guys. And then when I met, <coughs> met Frank, Frank went. Yeah. It, it, yeah, and that's how ultimately how I met Josiah because um I saw him playing on History S, but yeah we we started playing Smash Bros and that was the big game that brought all of us together. Like oh, I remember about Seattle Charles is Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> might not be a video game, but same context. But, but it's like you mean Smash Bros? It's, like it's, it's suffering. It's crazy, like how we mainly bonded over games. Like and I was like, person after person, like even me and Brandon, like we started talking more because we, we we were both into the same type of games too. Yeah. And I know um, when I was a kid, it was, like, mostly single-player games because, like, there wasn't really, like, that many multiplayer games that I played until middle school when I got, like, the Xbox 360. And then I played, like, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 or, like, other stuff like that. But Was online, like, a big thing for you? It, it really wasn't. It's, like, even today, I like to sink many hours into, like, single-player games. I still think single player games hold a very special place. Like a lot of people, like uh, the mainstream games right now are all like MMOs and like just like all kinds of Black Ops Four, for example. Yeah, and, and this is the direction they're moving towards. But I still find a lot of enjoyment in like having those personal experiences in those single player games. Because like, there's like a lot of games that like make you feel like you're a part. Yeah, th these narratives, these um, you you take of the, the story, role, you take the role of the main character, and you endure all these challenges with them. I I, I don't want to like bring down these multiplayer games. They're fun because they 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 get you into like a whole community. But let's not forget why games are so cool. And this goes back to Iwata. Um, they wanted to find a way to make their games more enjoyable and more fun to play. And um, wasn't it um. We went from games that had like almost that had no story. 
like uh let's go back to the Atari. There's a game that where you're like you're like flying a ship or you're playing as a person and you're just doing this task repeatedly and repeatedly. Yeah. There's no goal. You just will play it and then you're done with it. But then um they made Donkey Kong, which was uh a console game and an arcade game. And I believe that was uh uh Satoru Iwata helped with that game. And the reason it was so fun was because it had a story and an objective. I don't I can't remember if it was that or or Super Mario Bros. One, I cannot remember which one that. Uh, but it, Satoru Iwata gave a game a story, and like a goal for the player, and that that just made people, I, I guess that just made people want to play it, and it gave you a reason to play, and games slowly took off of that. Yeah. Like I know these narratives. I know like the three big games that like impacted me. One I'm playing through right now, and then two that I completed. There was, like, Spider-Man PS4. I know that wasn't, like, really, like, a... It's just, like, a superhero game. But it also also shows you, like, the life of a normal person trying to be, like, a hero in some sorts. And it's, like, the end of the story. I don't really want to spoil it. But, like, it had me in tears because, like, it, it showed, like, one person trying to go through... A very hard choice. Oh, it definitely had me emotional. I wasn't in tears, but that ending, yeah. Then there was The Walking Dead Season 1, which I think that got, like, everyone in tears. How about you, Nathaniel? Were there, like, games from your childhood that, like, that had stories that you really, like, were invested in? So, there's only, like, two games that have ever made me cry in history. One of the ones was Persona Four. I grew up with that. Persona Four. I, I, I see. I don't. I don't know the Persona series that well. It wasn't even anything to do with some of the supernatural stuff. It's. Uh, I don't know if I want to spoil it or not. Um, oh no! no it's, uh, you don't have to spoil it. But yeah, like, how did no, the game make you feel? It was. It was emotional. You like they gave this uh, teenager with gray hair, so he looked like he had no backstory. So you can fill in the pieces yourself. And so you can easily put yourself in this character. You can even name it after yourself if you want. And you just experience, like, a life between fighting monsters and actual high school life. And, yeah, like, by the end of it, something serious happens. And it's one of the two games in the entire world that made me cry. Only one other game has made me cry, and that was uh, The First Life is Strange. And we all know why. Okay, I haven't played Life is Strange all the way through. I'm like, don't worry, I won't spoil it for you. I, I still need to. I, I actually, I need to play. I need to put it on my PC. You know what? The other game that like has has me like invested in the story is Persona Five. Oh hell yes! I'm all I, about I hope that. That game doesn't have a tragic ending, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. We'll see with the Shinigami, Shinigami Tensei series because you know. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that though. You don't want to start one of those Charles, debates, Charles. How do you um? Do you have any games that have any emotional value to you? I actually just talked to Brandon earlier about this in the car. Actually, I was just talking about it. Actually, sadly enough, Boys of Blue, even though the story's ridiculous, it has me like, it has me invested in the series. Like I love all the characters. There's not a single character I hate. Even though sometimes I say I hate a character, I don't hate them. I just sometimes is like it's like saying like oh this is the, like this like it's like the one that's like you have like a bottle character. Oh, this character I don't like that much, but I still like the characters. I still love all of them. It just has me so invested. Like actually, that's why I always, whenever I play, whenever I play Crossag, I always make comments about how I feel so. I feel so bad for Jubilee because 
Juba is one of the characters I was so invested in because he had a very emotional story. He his brother was killed, basically. His wife was killed. His wife was sorry, chucked into hell, basically, pretty much. And he was like and he was like a very emotional character because he had emotion he had a very bad past. And it's like I felt bad for him. Like I actually felt bad for him. Like I felt like I wanted him to have more. And that's why when I Cross that came out, his wife being sane and not being like the crazy bat shit crazy like in cross in essential fiction where she pretty much wanted to create a god to destroy the the world. Sorry, destroy the universe to recreate it. Like when he she was in normal self, being a loving wife, like I was in tears because they like, kept that he finally got his good ending. That's crazy how you can inject that much fiction made from absolutely nothing or real that you can make something that doesn't a person that doesn't exist yeah. so round and so real to the point to where like you can connect with them you can feel you can feel the things they're feeling it's, it's amazing. amazing yeah Jeez. it's def- definitely something powerful that you can do in the game yeah. design and uh, it's, it's great and i i know i've said it before but like the one series impacted me the most is like pokemon it's shaped who i am how like the games that i play and all that Randy, I see you carrying Pokeballs out of your and house like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a pop socket with Pikachu on it. Just like... I feel you. I feel you. Like, games can change the way you think, the way you perceive. For me, games... I played a lot of uh, Game Boy games, that, and they were full of reading texts. That made me a better reader, and I bet a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, those Zelda Oracle games on the Game Boy, that, I, that was a lot of reading in that, too. Yeah. Like games like that, uh, I could go on and on. But what if yeah. I ask you a question real quick? So, like, it's not gonna be, it shouldn't be a long one. Not okay. at all. Okay. It was brought up to me recently by a friend of mine. Um, what if instead of in the world, instead of speaking vocally, text boxes appear and we don't say the words? So instead, we just sound like, uh, uh, and the text just forms next to us. What if we talked like that to each other in yeah, the world? You're saying that and I'm looking at the skull on your forehead and I'm thinking of Sans immediately. <laughs> the worst part is that was me, my text box would just go zoom by like what the heck just happened? Charles, your text box will move so fast that I wouldn't even bother reading it. <laughs> uh, 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 God, no, don't, 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 don't even put that image in my head. <laughs> just the text box just zooming by. Charles, uh, no, no, uh, Brandon, your text box would, your, your text box would go very slow. It would have a lot of dots. There'd be a lot of dots. A lot of dots. Uh, uh, um, uh, who, who's someone who think, who, who you think would use emojis in their text boxes? Oh my. White woman. I'm not, not doing, no, I'm gonna drop white woman. That's an interesting one. Oh, okay. I, I'm not, 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 I, no, not being no, offensive no, in no, any way. No, 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 Xavier. No, no, mean, no mean to offend, but that is definitely... Xavier, want, want to talk about the picture earlier? The picture you sent us earlier, last night? No. No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> but I do remember what you're talking about. Okay, so um, we're, we're hitting an hour. Uh, it was really good to be able to talk about, wrap this up with something very sentimental, being games. Uh, oh, Games have, games have obviously left a huge impact on the, each of us. Charles, next episode, we're going to get into your topic, I promise. We might even feature you next episode because you have a lot of things that we didn't get to cover yet. I might hear more because it just goes on. I know, but that's awesome because we're not draining ourselves every episode. And my cheeks are getting very tired. Like, my jaws, like, 
right here. Oh, I thought you were your other cheeks. Oh, God. I was smiling. No, I, I, no. I was smiling. My face cheeks are getting tired from talking. <laughs> I thought you were your butt cheeks. Much. I was like, how, how? I'm trying not to smile because my muscles are actually tired in my face. But, uh, yeah, I think that was fun. Um, before we go, of course, we got we got we got to make the plugs. You can reach out to us on Facebook on our page, which is at Kickback Boys. It's just like how you would spell it. You can find us there. Simple as that. Um, you can also find it through me, Xavier Evans, on my Facebook page. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is Evans 00 Xavier. E-V-A-N-S 00 X-A-V-I-E-R. You can follow me on Twitter at Vextro55. Uh, the at symbol, of course, V-E-X-T-R-O 55. Again, that's Vextro55. Then you can follow on, me on Instagram as well which I just started to post on there, which is the Denk 77. It's like T-H-E-D-E-N-K 77. Well, you can find me mainly on Reddit through just just find me on on our on you slash kickback boys and there's just underscores where the underscores where the space space basically be. And I do have an Instagram, but I, I'm you may or may not use it. it I yeah. have one picture on it, and I have already 14 followers, but hey, if you want to find me on Instagram, I will reply. I'll reply more of the Reddit account. It's, it's easy to reply on Instagram. Uh, I reply on uh, Instagram. I just I don't know if I reply DM, right away. The DMs are very easy to use. Like, I don't know if I reply right away like most people. Like I am for, for Instagram, it's just Charles Brock 69 It was going to be 68, <laughs> but I had to go up one number because 68 was already taken. <laughs> that's great. Everyone's avoiding something. But uh, yeah, that's you can reach us out on those social media outlets. We always want to reach out to people, uh, regardless of how insanely busy our weeks are. Hopefully, I will be more open once I'm on uh, spring break or whatever. But yeah, that aside, this has been the Hypercast, episode two of season two. And thanks to Nathaniel for being a guest. That's been fun. That was a very interesting uh, segment that we had talking about the military. Yeah. I hope I hope uh, some people gained something out of that, which you more may already knew about. Yeah, more respect, of course. The things that people go through, and this isn't even them hitting the field yet. So yeah, um, big shout out to the um, the people doing those things for us, and uh, and even the especially the the top the top people, the ones actually out on the um, the field, whether they be our coast guards, they be the men on the uh, men in the army. Air Force, and the list goes on. So thank you to everyone there. And thank you to everyone who has been um, listening to our podcast. We appreciate anyone who has been listening, whether it be family, friends, coworkers, and the list goes on there too. Again, this has been a Hypercast. Signing out for real this